Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Boom, let's get this show started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin, uh, back with you for another segment here. Uh, just give you a little recap of what's been going on the past few weeks. Um, old Salty went up north. <laughs> And uh, fished one of the Northeast Texas Kayak Bass League's events. They kicked off their fall series on Lake Athens. I went up there, did a little pre-fishing in the evening, and uh, threw a one-knocker spook all day and pulled off a second-place finish. So I was pretty stoked on that to get out the get out of the salt water here and go try to chase some bass and uh, see if I can still catch them. And uh, ended up getting pretty lucky. So yeah, it's been going on, been on the water, uh, kind of scouting for a trout tournament coming up. Um, we have some. Uh, you know, a few cold fronts here and there, but we definitely need some ones to stick around a little bit longer. Um, you know, it's that time of year to transition. Uh, water's cooling down. Days are getting shorter. Um, you know, it's just uh, some days after the fronts with the high pressure, just having to downsize baits a little bit is help. But, uh, yeah, there's been some fish moving. Uh, like what I'm seeing, there's still some redfish in the marsh. So everybody get out there and catch some fish. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and bring our guest on right now. i got somebody, Texas local here. Uh, I'm going to bring him on tonight, Michael Escamilla, in the house tonight on Chasing the Tide. What's up, brother? What's going on, brother? Oh, man, just just, uh, just rolling. Pulled yeah. out the uh, Christmas uh, decorations and all that. <laughs> went to the oh. movies today, went with the family, went and saw the Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's pretty dang yeah, good yeah, stuff, yeah. man. My wife got you hanging Christmas lights, huh? Oh, I'm not hanging Christmas lights. We just pulled out the tree and all the little yeah. gnomes and all. She's like, it's a gnome thing this year, like little Christmas gnome. This is pretty cool. Yeah, my wife did the whole Grinch thing, man. She set up November 1st. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we got a Grinch blow up the other, uh, about a week back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that out and I'll put some stuff up. I'm, I'm not, I don't hang no lights, man. I don't think <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm, I'm not, not a fan, fan of, of lights. lights. I'm not a fan yeah. of the lights. Now, if I did do lights, it'd just be the little single white ones. Just little the round like the old school yeah, bolt yeah, lights yeah. that go around the roof line. I think that looks pretty cool. 
It was nice and clean, yeah. I don't want no Griswold funk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, you know, we'll start out. Uh, just give everybody a little backstory, you know. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell everybody where you're, you know, where you're from and, uh, you know, fishing history and kind of what led you to that plastic boat. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I started off pretty much just like everybody did, you know, back creek fishing you know going down to the coast with the family heading on the pier yep. you know i grew up about 20 feet from a little creek and uh i would catch grasshoppers grasshoppers out in uh out in the field my uh, grandfather was a, fa- a farmer so we'd have crickets and grasshoppers and i'd you know get a little jar full of a man and head to the creek and just hang out there pretty much all day and uh put it on a bobber and watch little bass little channels come through and oh, that's yeah. how it started and uh Man, I've been here pretty much Texas just about my whole life, about 33 out of the 35 years I've been alive, and uh, just enjoy fishing in general. It started as a kid, and it was just a little hobby. And uh, That addiction run starts early, though, man. (laughs) It starts early, man. It it, it kind of petered out when I went to college and, you know, focused on other stuff and school and cars, you know, all that stuff. And now that I'm getting older, getting getting slower, man, it's it's more of a – more of like a more of a passion put it that way true true that definitely yeah. same here you know same man and uh man i honestly it was just it wasn't very big uh you know on the majority of my family but my dad kind of kind of put me on it it was uh more of a pastime like a bonding time you know mm-hmm. what i mean you know our family didn't really do it but my dad uh he didn't know much about it so you know we go out there to academy walmart bro, buy the leaders you know all the other cheap stuff and yeah you know, the one-time stuff you take out there and it just gets put in the closet, you know, for six, seven months. But uh, it was always there. It, it wasn't uh, It wasn't. It wasn't a big part, but it was always there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then, then what, what spurred your interest to, to jump in a kayak? When, when did that Man, come Man, there was this one time here fishing out of the lakes. Uh, I'd been bank fishing, you know, numerous times, 10, 15 times, probably caught one fish. And all these guys in kayaks coming in with stringers full and boats, you know, coming in with ice chests full. Yeah. I just got tired of it. Just got yeah. tired of just sitting and watching. And it was like, you know, I got to get on the water somehow, you know, by any means necessary. And it was, you know, I didn't have a huge budget, you know, four or five hundred bucks. And next thing you know, cruising online, you know, Craigslist and. Picked up my first ocean kayak, man. Ocean kayak prowler thirteen, and that was it. It was yep. all downhill. Was after all that, man. man, like yeah, new areas man. open up, you can get further. I mean, you oh, got a paddle, you spend a little energy, but it was yeah, than being stuck on that bank. <laughs> exactly, man. It, it was just a whole different world opened up. You know, just sitting on the bank True. compared to being on the kayak. You're your own person. You can go wherever you want. You can be out there for however long you want. And then it's just being that close to the water. It's different. It's a lot yeah. different. Oh you're yeah, more, it's, it's you're, awesome. You're you're more personal with the water. You can you can see and feel different things. You know what I mean? It's just that it's a it's a different experience, and that's how it all started. It was just that cheap little used kayak, and it's been it's been a roller coaster ever since. Now, when was that? How long ago was that? Man, you're talking probably eight years ago, seven yeah. or eight years ago. I had a I had a lot of uh, I had a, one good buddy of mine on Lee. He, uh, he had been uh, enticing me into getting into kayaks and, mm-hmm. you know, he'd post these big pictures of kingfish you would catch, you know, and snapper yep. up the kayak. And 
And he was like, oh, you got to get one. You got to get one. You got to get one. So he was kind of my uh, my go-to man, my, yeah. uh, you know, my my door. And uh, yeah. I don't send a picture of this kayak, send a picture of that kayak. And uh, he was like, no, you're not going to make it out there. You'll make it, but it won't be fun. Yeah, and, it won't be fun. You know, right. And uh, and it was just that. It just it just steamrolled from steamrolled that ocean prowler. Yeah, ocean yeah. prowler, the vibe. And, man, next thing you know, I was like, you know, I, I see these Hobie guys. Or these pedal drive guys going, mm-hmm. you know, miles, miles, yep. and you know, coming out with bigger fish and more fish, and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's let's open that door, let's let's invest. And uh, I picked up an 18 Outback, and it was mile. I just opened up another world, you know, going oh, yeah. further, less effort, you know, more efficient. Hands free you know, fishing, yeah. Oh yeah, man. It, it was, and then again, just downhill after that. It was just. One door opened up, and next thing you know, and here I am. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, you know. When you first get into it, you're you're like, you can be overwhelmed with with everything, and you're like, oh, man, yeah. where do I put all this stuff and this and that? But dude, <laughs> hey, he's out there. Just there's an accessory for everything now. Everything. Just about, I mean, everything's being thought of. I mean, and, man, and that's the I, about is having everything organized. Is like, yeah, I would take I would take a me. full I would take a full tackle bag with. Oh me. yeah. I, mean, I had no idea what I was doing. No crate, no nothing, no rod holders. It was just one rod and a whole giant tackle bag in the back. And I would probably use like three or four lures, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I still take a tackle. Whole, you, know, you ought to see yeah. what I'm bass fishing, man. It's like, <laughs> whoo. I mean, but yeah. even even in like if I'm going to go, say, like target trout, you know, mm-hmm. like this time of year, I'll have a, a small little Plano box with four or five corkies and some soft dimes. They don't have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. some jig heads and they don't have a like a like the money bag that the uh, Bass Mafia sells, Tackle Warehouse sells. I okay. have that with my plastics and some extra yeah, jig yeah. heads and maybe my leader in there and then this waterproof uh, so I could throw my phone and my keys in there and it fits in the crate. Yeah, yeah. And I might have a backup box with some top waters and this and that, depending on water tip and all that. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Still, I still pack a good bit of tackle. You know, it's just that it's that bass fishing. Yeah, that, that's uh, a whole new that, world, man. Yeah. You guys take those guys take like 12, 15. I take 10, rods. 11 rods. You know, 10 or 11 rods. Yeah. Normally. But that's I like, crazy. you know, I'm saltwater side too, though. I'll I'll find myself sometimes with, with five rods. I'll, I'll yeah, have yeah, a top water. I have a corky. I have like the double D on yeah. there. I'll have a, a big swim bait or glide bait plastic yeah. and then maybe yeah. a popping cork at times. Always you know? ready to go. Always ready to go. Adapt to the, what they're gonna eat, you know. Sometimes, yeah, but yeah, it. it, you know, it's crazy to think, man. That I get people ask me all the time, you know, why you got on them rods? And then some guys <laughs> in the boats, I said, man, so I don't have to retie and and yeah. kill my time, especially during a tournament. I don't want to have to stop yeah. or the buy time and do stuff, you know. Saying yeah, yeah, if that oh, buy time, it could shut off at any second, man. So you got to be ready for whatever's out there. Yep, sure do. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I know, uh, you know, kayak fishing, you know, been pretty important to you. Um, you know, I wanted you to see if to share with your guests, uh, you went, you had an accident, um, you know, and I wanted everybody to hear, you know, about your, you know, the rehabilitation and stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel free to, you know, if you're, you're okay with sharing that. Yeah, with yeah, you, of course. And I like, would like to let them hear your story and everything. I think it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, about four, it'll be four years this February. Uh, had a little kickback, you know, with some buddies, bonfire, you know, barbecuing. And uh, I went to relight the fire uh, 
oh, dumb mistake with, uh, with gasoline. And um, the actual fumes around the gas tank backdropped it into the little gas tank I was using, and it blew up. And uh, and that was pretty much one of the last memories I remember of that night. And uh, I woke up two weeks later at uh, at Bamsi in, uh, in the ICU, uh, and I spent 52 days in Bamsi uh, with uh, about 40% of third-degree burns over my body, <clears throat> my arms, or hands, stomach, legs. And, um, yeah, man, it, it was actually the rehab process. The people in that rehab and uh that kind of sparked uh kayak you know i had just gotten i hadn't just got into it i was beginning to get into it but it was them um that kind of just boosted that interest it was uh it was during the rehab process they they try to find things that you were doing in your previous before before your accidents and uh, i told them that i was just getting into uh you know heavy uh, kayak fishing and uh, at that point in time, we were just getting mobility back in my arms and my hands. And uh, they were asking me, well, what do you do when you go kayak fishing? It's like, well, the majority of the time I'm lifting this 50, 60 pound kayak off the ground into the bed of the truck or lifting it over the head and putting it on top of the rack. And I was like, all right, well, let's start, uh, let's start you know, manipulating some of the stuff that we have in, uh, in the rehab at our Bamsi. So they had me, you know, deadlifting, you know, 20, 30 pounds and carrying buckets with weights in them and, you know, getting my balance back on a balance ball. And and then as I, as I progressed, uh, they were like, all right, well, we're going to need you to start taking this stuff home. You know, we're going to need, need you to start mm-hmm. doing these things by yourself, you know, away from us. And it was it was it was that 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 inspiration, that fire is like. You know, if I could do it here in rehab, I could definitely do this at home. Yeah. And, you know, gaining my independence back is what it, what it was really was. It was uh, going from my wife taking care of me, you know, like a like a, like a baby, like a grown baby. Yeah. Uh, brushing my teeth, feeding me, you know, cutting my hair, my nails, you know, and then slowly gaining my independence back. It was more so let me do this to prove to myself that this is just a speed bump that I I can overcome this. And, and that's what it was. You know, I would go outside and lift my kayak or I would, you know, see if I could, you know, put it on the bed of my truck or unload it, you know, getting my rods together. And it came down to where I needed to learn how to, to retie leaders or retie loop knots or, you know, change out lures. You know, it was the basic stuff that we take for granted, you know, stuff that that comes second nature when you're on the water, like reaching back for a rod or, you know, just basic stuff that you, you know, people don't even think about. It was those things that I had to relearn. You got to say with third degree burns, you had to have some, some skin grafts and stuff. Yeah, man. And and your mobility might've changed from the way the skin stretched and healed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You relearning everything. And, uh, and it was, and then, and then being out there, having that independence kind of, it was something I didn't want to let go. And I just right. completely involved myself in it to where this is my happy place. You know, everyone has their, their Zen place, yeah. you know, their time away or it, that was my, and it still is. And it'll, it'll yeah. be there until the day that I die. That's, that's where I can go and nothing else that goes going on in the world. I, this is just is my zone. This is my area. This is yes. where everything disappears and I can just focus on this one thing. It's true decompression time for sure. Especially oh, when you're, time. you there's a lot of times in the marsh that you're you're by yourself. 
you know, there's and a lot of areas spooky. you can go and find stuff by yourself or when you're fishing at night under the full moon. Yeah. Um, there's areas you can go and, and you'll be by yourself, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's just in times like that where you can reflect and, and, Oh man, it, it, they really say, true. I, true, getting into some deep thoughts out there. Sometimes. Yeah, man, I see. Uh, there's a couple. I see it every once in a while. Facebook or Instagram is that uh, a lot of fishermen don't go fishing for fish. You know, they will go fishing to find themselves. And, you know, you know, finding, you know, a higher power and stuff like yep. that. And it, and it and it was that. It was uh, you know, if I can do, if I can go through what I went through, you know, what else can I overcome? You know, yep. how how much further can I take this? You know what I mean? True. Oh yeah, right on, man. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, man, of course. You know, just to, to come back from that and have drive and and uh you know and then it aid in the recovery and stuff is, is pretty cool, you know. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, so getting moving into this little list I got, you know, sometimes I I'll take the time and try to get an outline and everything. That's why you <laughs> see me kind of glance down at everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. take my glasses off, you know, because I get I get a glare. It's like, Man, see a glare. If, if we didn't have a list, we could probably <laughs> ramble on about whatever for for. Oh, I know we minute. probably didn't even need a list, but you know, <laughs> I try to keep it a little bit structured on this. Yeah, no, I got time. you. Kind yeah, of yeah, keep, yeah. Keep me rolling. Uh, I'll throw some stuff off the hip every now and then, though. Yeah, I'll I got you. Too. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Uh, so you coming back after the injury and everything? I mean, you still had to have a few um, surgeries here and there. Uh, yeah, I uh, so this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I had the accident, you know really started messing with my hands as far as mm-hmm. uh the skin getting tight yeah so uh I, i'm pretty sure you could see it these little skin grafts right here yeah and uh my thumb and uh right here too uh so they had this they had to split open some of my skin and put a, a full thickness graft to get to where my hands could come back and you know getting a kind of like a push-up position yeah because when i came out my i looked like i was ah you know i was yeah. getting at somebody so yeah. just because of the skin was just so tight, you know, in these right. areas. So, uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was about about a year and a half of uh, surgeries after the accident yeah. uh, that I had to go back. So that kind of kept me out. Uh, it was funny. The day that I got hurt was the was two years to the date of when I went back to work. So it was wow. uh, it was a year and a half process and then like six months of being independent before I was able to go back and be efficient at, you know, Man. being a mechanic again yeah. that way so yeah man it, it was uh i mean i met so many awesome people you know in the kayak community that i, I probably would have never met had i not been yeah. part of the kayak community 
That's you know, crazy. I'm, you know, I'm talking yeah. from Houston to Rockport to, to you know, the 956 area down in the valley. Yeah, I, there's, a, all, there's a big old group of all of us that through Facebook groups and all that, we kind of keep up and basically oh, yeah. run to each other on the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, look, look how, I mean, just, I wanted to get your viewpoint of, you know, what you've seen as far as San Antonio area, um, the growth that yeah. you've seen. I, I see a lot of San Antonio guys um, in some of the offshore events too. It seems like there was a, a good surge of a lot of guys driving down to fish offshore from San Antonio mm-hmm. also, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's from what I've seen in the past th- just three or four years, it's gone from an interest. And then, of course, COVID hit. So people were anxious to get out on the water, get out of the house. And yeah. what better way to get somewhere by yourself than on a kayak? Yeah, you know you're you're definitely out on the water, you know, away from everybody, and and it, it that kind of just sparked it over here in San Antonio. People, you know, looking to get on the lakes, get on the rivers, or you know, just to get out of the house. Period. And True. and it was just it, the last two years alone has gone from you know people just talking about it, you know, in small groups to where you know you got groups from all over texas you know meeting up and having meet and greets and yep. people you know people traveling from houston to come fish you know corpus waters or you know austin coming down to corpus or hell even us going down to down of the valley you know yep. stuff like that and and it's 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 and it's fun it's fun to meet these people that share these same passions with you you know the same yep. interests and because you you end up at the kayak launch or end up you know getting back into the truck and you you end up spending more time at the kayak launch, you know, chopping it up versus being yep. on the water. You know what I mean? And yep. And I've met people from all over, you know, Texas, just just new to it. And then it's gone from people just being in these, you know, you know, everyday kayaks to, you know, complete strangers being in these five thousand dollars motorized completely just it's been an explosion, put it that way. And it, it's it's yeah. good to see, you know. It's good to see because it, it, it grows a community a lot stronger and a lot bigger, you know, in case you do get in a bind or if you need advice. You know, a lot of people, a lot of, I've known a lot more kayak guys to be more informative and more helpful than not, not dogging on the bank guys or the boat guys, but, you know, kayakers have a different edge to them as far as being helpful, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> so, offshore, um, you know, have, You've gotten to, to um, enjoy some of that over the years. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, what's, your, what's your favorite fish to go out there and target when you get a Man, chance? Man, when you, I – go ahead. You know, the, the beach launches is cool because, you know, if, if some people might be listening elsewhere in Texas, there's a lot of beach access mm-hmm. we have in vehicles. So that's what you can cool, – cool here is that you can drive and, and kind of mm-hmm. pick your launch point and kind of set it up due to wind and current and all that. So yeah, if yeah, you run down of that, uh, some some of your uh, memorable uh, – trips and catches on, on offshore so what really wanted what i wanted to go out and catch were kingfish you know you're seeing these guys hold up these giant giant mm-hmm. fish you know off a kayak you know yep. five six miles offshore and and that's what it enticed me to get a you know a pedal drive i wanted to get out there and catch a big old kingfish and uh it was it's surf launching it's crazy it can get it can get gnarly at times you oh, know yeah. and it, you really gotta 
you got to go out there with a friend or somebody that's been out yeah. there before. Yeah, you and, definitely uh, won't don't want to solo uh, offshore fishing. Oh, uh, sure. yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and we're lucky. Group is good. Yeah, and we're lucky here in, in Texas, you know, to where we can drive on those beaches. You yeah. know, out in Florida, you know, you got to either drag your kayak over the dunes or from some the of those, parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. through the parking lot, man. It's <laughs> that soft white sand over there that's pretty yeah. dang crazy. You don't have any yeah, yeah. tires, you are hurting. Yeah, but we're uh, we're fortunate enough to where we can still drive on our beaches for now. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, it's the learning curve getting through those breakers. It isn't too yep. bad, you know, getting out there and you know trolling for kingfish, and that's what really wanted me to get out there. And it's fun, man. That initial kingfish run is oh, like yeah. nothing out, nothing it's out awesome. there. It'll yeah, dead stop you in the middle of the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah, super cool. And uh, get 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 them fish like that, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, you know that that kingfish kind of vibe kind of kind of died out, and it was more so. Yeah. Uh, let's get into like some you know some snapper or some some other pelagic, yeah. some you know jack Carvals, you know stuff like that. Cobia, lean. Cobia, get, they like I to have, hang out around structure too. You know, we, we're great. I we have nearshore stand pipes and some of the short rigs nearshore with within two or three miles that, that we can get to in a kayak yeah. that that's some pretty cool options we have, you know, but, but at times some kingfish will move in, you know, super, super close, you know, mm-hmm. around the and jetty. I've even seen people catch them, at, uh, catch them off the beach too. Yeah. Off the beach also. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. yeah, man. So that was, that, that was really, co- that was uh, the inspiration to get out there just catch a big old kingfish and that, that re-entry man, that, uh, that'll, that'll, that'll really make you, uh, make kind of man up when you know, yeah. when you're coming in that way so uh, yeah it's always good to to stow your rods and and pull your lures off if you can yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm not get flipped yeah. yeah by no means i'm not a professional at it but uh i've learned yeah. some some tips and tricks and you know how to how to not lose so much gear put it that way <laughs> yeah you, you learn how to read the water um yeah. me growing up surfing and and learning and knowing where to paddle out and use the rips to my advantage yeah and then you know, looking for the where the waves are breaking and where they're not breaking and how to break that down and kind of yeah weave your way through everything. Definitely it definitely helped me from from yeah. being a surfer uh yeah, yeah. In my life. You know, it's definitely helped me understand the waves and I'm um you know respectful of the water and the power of the ocean. You have sure. to be man. It, to it'll be. humble you it'll really humble quick. you real quick. Really quick. quick. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah but so, uh but right now, it's mainly trying to get out there and uh, been get into jig fishing, like yep. vertical jigging, vertical slow jigging, pitching. slow pitch. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it's kind of blown up here in Texas lately. You know, a lot it's of the big thing in Florida, and that slow pitching is finally coming on over here. Right, yeah. right, 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 equipment, and it's 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 downright deadly. It's more it's right. it's yeah. more of a technical thing than it is mm-hmm. just to going out there and just ripping a bait. So. Uh, yep. I think that's more of the uh, my in, the interest of what I like to what I like to personally do is yeah. go out there and pick apart you know a certain area with a certain lure or a certain condition, and uh, that's kind of peaked my I've, I've dipped too much money into the slow pitch stuff right now. Oh yeah, uh, it can be yeah. downright uh, expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the key to that is definitely having a a, a great uh, sonar fish finder and and understanding how structure and stuff looks too yep, on the yep. bottom if anybody's listening is curious that's um, a learning curve too man that's a big learning curve in general, oh my gosh uh, yeah <laughs> there's so much technology coming out nowadays with that stuff you know live scan and bottom view and down scan and 
you know, it, it's that's a whole other box of worms, man. It, it, it is. It's, he can it's open crazy. up Pandora's box big time. All yeah, that crazy yeah. stuff, 360, <laughs> the true, true vision, live scan, you know, pan optics and all that stuff. Man, I got crazy. a buddy that just picked up the Lawrence, uh, Lawrence uh, Live, mm-hmm. Live View or something like that. Yeah. And he took it out to the flats about, about, about a month and a half ago. And we could see pinfish coming in and out of the pockets. Mm-hmm. About 15, yeah, 15, 20 yards from us. And you could see these little, little pinfish cruising along, stopping in the pockets, and then cruising along some more. It was the craziest thing. I mean, four foot of water, three, yeah. four foot of water. And we're seeing redfish and bush these pinfish. It was nuts. It was think about using that in, in for white bass in the in the oh. holes when, they, when they spawn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brush piles with the bass or deep told, structure for yeah. snook or, or big trout or, or big oh, redfish on, on structure. It's I told him. Cool. I told him, you're coming along with me on a scouting trip. I need to figure that thing out. <laughs> figure it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely crazy um, yeah. where that technology is going, especially with the with the ways uh, companies are starting to adapt and make mounts that, that work with kayaks. There's some yeah. there's a few companies out there that have, have opened up that door, you know, to, to be able to mount those to kayaks. I know there's quite a few of the uh, – Trails out there that the guys are on. There, there's some people out there already using that live scope and 360. Oh, really? No kayak. kidding. Yeah, there's quite a few guys already out there. Yeah. Man, that that is that's deadly. If you Especially know how to bass if, tournament. I mean, it, it can make you. It can definitely try to make you put all your eggs in one basket and just mm-hmm. use that. But I mean, I'm not going to depend solely on that. I would. Gotcha. I would, and I definitely mix it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, sure. it, it, it's a it put it this way. It's it's a it's an, another tool to put in your toolbox. You know what I mean? Oh yes, yeah, another tool in the arsenal, which yeah, doesn't exactly. hurt. Doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, don't hurt. Yeah, man. I Shoot, mean, just man. like uh, just like these motors, these kayak motors. Oh yeah, that opens up another fifteen miles, another ten miles to your journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's going pretty good. I'm I'm stoked to see some of the saltwater trails starting to get mm-hmm. on board and allow motors all that good stuff. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a major factor, you know. It's just another another tool of the trade, you know. Another it tool, helps man. with range. It helps with, uh, you know, not being as fatigued. You know, yeah. it's just like everything else that, that that's, oh yeah that's out, that, that the technology helps with. You know, really light rods, really light reels. Yeah. Um, you know, the way I I see it, the more time I have to keep that lure in the water, the better chances of having a fish exactly. eat it. You know, yep. so. Yep. Fatigue from casting is a big factor to me too. I like to, mm. you know, I like my my gear light and you know I can cast I, all I, day. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you cast. I mean, ten times in sixty seconds. Yeah, I mean, quit, put it right quit, where it needs to be. Quit, 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 put it quit, where it yeah. needs to be. I've yeah. seen you burn that reel all day long before, man. It, yeah, it, I can do that. It's it's crazy, and you'd be surprised on how sore you can get the next day. Oh, yeah. you know, hardcore yeah. fishing like that. It'll catch up to you on the multi-day tournaments, <laughs> especially working in the top water all day. All day, yeah, yeah. I hear oh, that. dang, that'll, whew, that'll get you, yeah. man. So we'll get into you know this time of year, man. It's just this transition time, you know. Like I said, the, the days are getting shorter. You know, the water's cooling off. Yeah, and fish are gonna start fattening up for the winter and all that. And then it, you know, it's time for me to to start switching gears and chasing some trout, trying to yeah. trying to. Trying to get that dirty 30. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Every, everyone's trying to get in that that group, man. It, it's uh, it's a coveted group. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Especially from a kayak. Put it that way. You yeah. know, both can burn spots here and there, but you know, creeping up on a uh, big old healthy mama, man. That's uh, yeah. that takes a little bit of talent to do that. I got some stealth to our advantage being in that kayak, but then again, it's right place, right time. Oh, that yeah. fish could have been there, but it's not not time for not the hungry. Feed. Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to that wind, yeah, tide, yeah. moon phase conditions mm -hmm. lure presentation all that good gotta, stuff you know? yeah and you got to understand that fish is old so that oh, yeah. fish That's has smart. seen some changes it has seen some you know it's seen just about everything <clears throat> so she can be picky and yeah. she has every right to be for being you know yeah. over 30 and fat and and healthy you know what i mean so getting that fish to eat what you're presenting to them that's mm -hmm. a, that's an accomplishment in itself Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but being yeah, stealthy is a is a key, and then in uh, lower light conditions at times, I definitely yeah. like that. There's less, yeah. you know, the boat, other big boats aren't running around yeah. in the middle of the day or, or mid morning and all that. There's not a lot of boat traffic and all that, and Pressure. the fish might have pulled back up on that flat, you know, to yeah. feed, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. in that early, super early, right before sunrise or just yeah. after sunset, you know, or in the middle of the night on the full moon. You know, yep. less boat traffic. If you got areas you can hit, man, that's just heightens the chances right there, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like sure. this. I like this time of year because there seems to be a little less kayak traffic because it, it's cold. The yep. water is damn near freezing. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're talking launching at dark, getting mm -hmm. a little bit of water on you, and it'll freeze yep. you to death. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh but, yeah. yeah. So uh, this transition time, but when this winter time comes around, you'll it's it's one of not my absolute favorite but with these big trout you know yeah. and, and these uh and these these cool cool mornings uh it, it, it's a fun time to be out in the water it you is know, like, and a lot yeah. of time when it's cold the boaters get a later start too yeah or yeah, if it's yeah. rainy and drizzly some of them might not even go out but they don't I'm, even go out i'm all over it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got i have rain gear that's been you know i got that wash in uh -huh. treatment and yeah, 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 yeah. Or you invest in a good sand, like the Gore-Tex stuff is really uh -huh. good, you know, for water, being water repellent and all that. Just, yeah, it sucks when it's cold and you get wet. That's what sucks. Yeah. If you yeah. if it's cold and you can stay dry and have layers to shed, if it does bad. warm yeah, up, yeah. That's, that's all good. I'm all down for that. I'll yeah. be all over that. <laughs> but when you get that, when you get that pissed off trout, you know, splashing all over you, yeah, you know, it's a different story. <laughs> oh man, there's times when you'll be fighting them. They just come up and just rake them gills and shatter, you know, mm -hmm. just rattle them and and shatter that water everywhere. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, you know, sunglasses got salt water all over them now. I'm just like, God, can you see? You know, I, I lost, I lost a good one the other night. That oh really? You know, it, was, it was about two thirty in the morning. And had a, and had a good fish already. Had one, and I had a really good thump, and it toppled my corky and and and. I don't know how it's just it's just unbelievable how those fish can strike a lure so fast and then cool 
taco it and then they did not get a hook in their mouth. It's just exactly. like crazy how quick they they're just oh they're just so ferocious sometimes. Man, that's oh, you feel it. But I had that. Yeah. I hooked the next one. I think I thought I had good hooks in it, but it only yeah. when I saw it, I didn't have my net. I had left my net at home. Uh-huh. And my headlamp was kind of acting up, but I could see the fish come up inside the kayak. The water's pretty clear where I was at. Yeah. And it was just like. And then yeah. was just, Later. Ah. <laughs> and it was it was definitely pushing up with 20s. It was definitely a big, big fish. Yeah, yeah. Not over I 30, tell- but it was but it was up there. Was I tell you what, man, that thump is something else. You know, those oh, yeah. are some aggressive, aggressive fish. It, there's nothing like that. That big thump when you get it like an over 25. Oh, and yeah. you'll hit it like it's a freight train, and you'll know you got a good one on. Oh yeah, they'll pull drag when they're twenty four or bigger. Yeah, it's a totally different category of, yeah. of a fight than, yeah. than a 18, 20 inch, twenty one inch trap. Oh yeah, you know it, it, it's they're a totally different class of fish. Mm-hmm. You know, man. I mean, I've only caught my biggest one is like twenty six and a half, but I've mm-hmm. caught a bunch of twenty fives, and I've caught a yeah. bunch of twenties. And that twenty to twenty-five range, man, they're they're pissed off every time yeah. they get a hook in them, man. They are mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I just I love trout. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop everything to fish and go trout fishing. <laughs> yeah, especially this time of year. I, I'm, oh yeah. I mean, I'm sacrificing sleep. I come straight <laughs> off a come straight off a night shifts in the morning yeah. and go straight to launch or straight to the water or or get up at at one and go fish two three hours before work before work yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah, mad yeah. that's how mad i can get at them when things <laughs> are, are are pushed in and feeding and, and, yeah. and the conditions set up right i'm not going to miss the conditions are set up right i'm not going to miss it I'm sometimes gonna, it's not when you on the water fish. dude yeah yeah <laughs> you got to fish when you can put it oh yeah way. oh yeah for sure man um well cool while we're talking about trout i usually do a, a little segment uh called pick three which uh-huh. is uh you know you you pick uh you share with everybody what you would have with you to target say speckled trout yeah rod reel setup mine lure okay cool everybody yeah run uh, down the three setups you'd have with you, you uh man my first setup would definitely be a baycaster you know seven foot 30 pound braid you know probably 20 pound mono i haven't done floral but 20 pound uh mono and a topwater spook spook junior bone man that's my confident topwater i love that thing you know if the conditions are right i would throw it all day like you were talking about earlier throw it all day there's something about that blow up man that topwater blow up oh yeah it's it's (laughs) It's like nothing else yeah yeah man i uh i've had some pretty good some pretty good trout on some topwater and uh but that'd be number one number two would definitely be uh a spinning setup, like a 2,500 and seven foot rod, 10 pound. I recently got into 10 pound braid, uh, only cause I can cast that thing a mile. Oh yeah. And uh 15 pound mono, same thing. And I would have, I would have a jerk bait on that one for sure. No, I would have a, I would have a paddle tail. AM. I love the AM lures, man. Those yep. things stink like a mother, but they work. Oh yeah, they straight you know, garlic. Smell like you've been in Olive Garden, like bathing <laughs> in their dipping sauce or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I like that they came out with uh, I think it was a five, five the or magnum. six. Magnum. Yeah, the big. Yeah, one. the, the yep. big one. I love that one. On a big old weedless, weightless, you know, hook. Throwing it on top of some oyster or something, man. That's oh, yeah. that's definitely a go-to for mine. And uh, a third would be. Probably another baitcaster. Baitcaster on uh, 
seven foot rod, same thing, 30 pound braid. And I like throwing jerk baits. I really yep. got into throwing a lot of big jerk baits, mm-hmm. you know, Bapalas, like yep. the, whatever the, the, like the five or six inch long. Vision 110, uh, Mega Bass yeah. makes some good ones. I was going to give a shout out to Jeff Brown out of uh-huh. Florida. If nobody, look him up on, on Facebook. He's from the Pensacola area. Okay. He does custom painted uh, jerk baits, and I just oh, got yeah. a couple of from him, the 110 size, and they're painted like a speckled trout, baby nice. speckled trout. Exactly. And I, I've done trout. really well on those, and I've done well on some of his croaker imitation, his IU print, um, IU color schemes, just okay. the real iridescent purple. Yeah, Those look great, but he's done some really cool baits for me. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, was, I was stoked to hear you say jerk bait because there's, there's not yeah. a lot of people in Texas that use that tactic. Mm-hmm. And and it and it's an it's an and then like if they're not hungry, mm-hmm. you entice them with that rip 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 and wait. Pause. <laughs> Boom. Especially the it's, ones that suspend and don't float back to the surface. Exactly. Spinning jerk bait. It's kind of like a a catch two thousand. You know, it's a lip. Mm. It's a it's a twitch bait that does the same thing. It kind of pauses and suspends. The jerk yeah, yeah. baits. I I use them a lot on the bass side. You know, when the water's okay. you know starting to get around 68, 65, 60 and cooler uh-huh. um okay there's just something about that the way that bait presents itself like a you know just a moving bait fish it kind of darts when you twitch it with slacking the line it kind of darts from different directions too it kind of yeah. gives a vision of an injured fit bait fish and it, it exactly really, if it you can downsize i know matrix make, makes a pretty good one matrix baits makes a little yeah, smaller yeah. one that, okay. that swims really well um you know i've had great success on those with some of the, the the ones that only run two foot on the flats over the sand yeah. pockets, and then I have yeah. some great ones around the deeper shell and pylons and structures too. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my favorite baits to throw, dude. I love throwing those. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, 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 even it's that pause. That pause is what I get the most strikes on that pause. It's that rip, oh, yeah. rip, 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 stop, and it's, it's a, that. It's a thump too, just like a corky yeah. thump getting when you and pause, it like, just like that. They hit it like a freight train. Yeah, rip the rod out of your, your hand. Exactly. Sure enough, they sure will. If you're not expecting it, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. sneak up on you. I've yeah, man. Some, that's... I've got some good corkies, man. But uh, it's man. That's a patient. That's a patient game yeah. for me. It, it, it you got to be, you got to be dedicated to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The other night I had them. I was over. Yeah, I was probably in about two foot of water, mm-hmm. flat. The grass is kind of backed off. It's, pretty mm-hmm. clear and i was working at corky the same cadence like a real fast twitch like i would a top water okay in the upper water column it wasn't yeah, a floater yeah, yeah. but i was keeping it in the upper water column and they okay. were just straight crushing it like that i was basically twitching as fast as i could reel it in really like burning it and twitching it and they were freaking straight killing it that's crazy yeah yeah there, there's just so there's so many ways to throw to put a corky out there man it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's it's all depends on like like just knowing what what the fish want, man. Sometimes yeah. they want that thing slow and just a twitch twitch here and there, or a slow pull and reel, pull and reel, yeah. or just yeah. flutter yeah. real slow. But that night, dude, they was oh man, straight crushing moonlight it. crushing it. That that, <laughs> that bay mystery, bay mistress, uh, yeah, custom yeah, corky, yeah, yeah. Texas custom lures, custom custom corky, bay mistress. Nice, they huh? was straight smashing. I, I gotta give I gotta give those corkies a shot this winter, man. See if I can get that uh get that bite down. Yeah, they also make that double D. It's, it almost looks like a like a hard like a soft iron. Okay. But it swims really well with just reeling it. You just reel really? it down. It'll swim about a foot and a half down. So it works okay. really good over 
submerged shell that's only you know two foot deep or so yeah, three yeah. foot deep uh -huh. you just burn it and pause burn it pause burn okay. and pause burn it pause and then throw some twitches in there it kind of gets erratic but it swims pretty good just reeling it in jay okay. jay watkins offers a lot of good uh good tips on those you know um okay. that guy's just a flat-out legend um Sweet. you know in the texas uh big trout scene just fishing in general guiding and everything on the okay. boat side but uh he always hears some great great stuff on his uh instagram and uh man those those lures are straight fire man i've i've used them for finicky redfish in the marsh and they oh, just yeah? that pause they just because it suspends too it doesn't quite float up real fast so when you when you burn it real fast and pause it oh. right in front of them it's just sitting there and it's just like that riff is like and what is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they yeah, got yeah. a really cool flash. They got a bone on the gold size. It's just fire in the market. Okay. <laughs> oh man, they look so good when they. Oh, man, I already right got now. so much tackle. I might just oh, add some more to it. <laughs> I'm be like a tackle score in my garage. My wife. Yeah, goes, oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she don't have any room. I got one whole side. <laughs> Can't even put a car in there. It's a That's kayak funny. trailer full of kayaks and a whole wall of. Oh, crap. Lures, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. So yeah, San Antonio, man. What's up with Twin Lakes, man? We got uh anybody doesn't know, which a lot of people in Texas do know, we got redfish in the freshwater. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of people still freak out, you know, especially how big those fish can get, man. Oh uh, yeah, There's some brutes in there. <laughs> there are some pigs in there, seriously. And 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 it's it, they're a whole different version of redfish. You know, they're yeah. they're a whole different category of redfish. You know, yeah, they look the same, but I'm talking these fish have 40 feet to dive into and oh, yeah. to hang on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, when it, when you pull them up, you know, when they're really schooled up, you know, these I've caught I've caught a 26 inch. I think it was 10 pounds, 10 pound redfish. Oh, yeah. And he looked like he swallowed a football. That's how mm -hmm. that's how fat he was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's been we're lucky to have him here in San Antonio. They definitely. uh they definitely did right by putting those fish in, you know, to you know yeah. to bring more people out there. Um, and I think they stock like seven hundred and fifty thousand between the two lakes, if I'm not yeah. if I'm mistaken. You know, they do it they do it yearly. Yearly. And, yeah, they got a uh, stocking yeah, program year round. Mm -hmm. Um they can't breed, so that's why they're continuously stocking. Um yeah. being yeah. in the fresh water, they, they cannot breed, but they all they do is eat and eat. <laughs> yeah, eat and swim, man. Eat and swim. Eat and swim. Man. Eat and swim. Yeah, for sure. And 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 uh right now uh they're going for catfish, but uh you yeah. can still get uh you can still get a lot of reds. There's uh it's a obviously uh man-made lake and it's it's power and they're power it's, plant uh, lakes too, so the water does lakes. stay warm. Yep. Yeah, yep. so they use the lake as a giant so regulator. They're growing all year. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. growing all year. So uh you can you can catch them around the warmer areas of the lake and you know where they're schooled up and you know they're still gorging on shad and you know tilapia and stuff like that and uh and they're fun, man. If you uh, if you're trolling two rods at a time and you run through a big old school, you're definitely gonna double up, and that's that's yeah. chaos. And when you it's got pretty two, cool, yeah, trolling around rattle traps, crankbaits. Uh, yeah. Then you get on top of a school, you can pitch a uh, flutter spoon down to them and all that. I got yeah. to experience it for the first time, uh -huh. um, you know, a few months back at the uh, the fanatic uh, okay. tournament there. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Caught my first few uh, freshwater redfish. It was pretty fun. I didn't get only big ones, but it's still fun because, you know, yeah. like you said, there's water. You're in 30, 20, 30, 40 foot of water, and those redfish, when you hook them deep, fight way different than a redfish on a flat. Big time. They They'll just got, pull they got and power pull. and dig. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's pretty yeah. It's pretty dang cool. It's pretty neat you know, experience. When, man, when you're in the marsh, they're you know foot, two foot of water, and yeah. they're running away from you. But you know they get tired. Yeah. I mean these fish, when you get hooked into them, they got so much room. And I like I like catching them on light tackle. You know, twenty five hundred, yeah. two thousand mm-hmm. size reels. You know, yeah, just it, it's fun. You know what I mean? And if you yeah. get a big one that's over thirty five inches, you're gonna be fighting him for a while. Yeah, for a good. Because I have one that was like twenty two inches. I was like, man, this might be a good one. I might get the money. <laughs> and I pull it up. It's like a four and a half, five, four and a half pound fish, which is big for a twenty two inch fish. But yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, man, I thought I had. I thought it was a monster. bigger than that. <laughs> he was fighting. Oh my gosh. It yeah, fighting. yeah. It was pretty dang yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah you fun. um, you also guide up there, huh? Yeah. Uh, I do. I uh, so I had been taking out a family and friends, you know, for years, you know, yeah. past four or five years, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, it. My wife was like, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you get your guide license? You know, let's. Uh, why don't you start, you know, making it official? And uh, I did. I uh, I took the class actually with Rudy Anda. He's the other guy I got mm-hmm. out there too. You know, we went up to Houston and uh, did the class. Got our CPR certs. Did our boaters ed. You know, it was probably like a three-week process, and uh, got my guide license. You know, got a got the trailer with a double-decker trailer on now, and um, was fortunate enough to win a tournament and got another kayak, and that put me in a good position to where I could uh, take, you know, bigger groups, groups of three, and and yeah. it's been fun. The summer was great, man. The summer, I mean, uh, it was if not every other day, definitely on the weekends I was booked and. You know, being able to take those people out there and have them enjoy what I love doing was payment yeah. in itself. Put it you that can way. Share that and aid oh, and people yeah. learning more, more. You know, tips, yeah. techniques, and everything. And it, and it was fun. And I'm talking, yeah. you know, people that have been fished, has fished before, but never fished for redfish. And yeah. I had people that have never even been on a kayak before. And it was always those people who had never been on a kayak that have never fished that always caught the most. Oh yeah, or the mm-hmm. or the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah what's, guys, in, what's in the, share with everybody the name of your your guys? Uh, it's the same thing. Third degree fishing. Third degree uh, fishing. Yeah, y'all follow this right there. You follow Mike along on the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Third underscore degree underscore fishing. Yeah, yeah, man. Third degree fishing guide service, uh, kayak guide service. I guess you can call it. Uh, you have a Facebook page for that also. Yeah, third, same third thing. Same thing with Facebook and yeah. a YouTube channel. And a yep. YouTube man. Uh, the inspiration behind the YouTube wasn't so much for the guiding. It was just a. Uh, so really it's to just show for, people like shared. yeah yeah it was to it was to help people out you know showing that you know what i'd been through and to uh right to not give up you know what i mean i found what what really mattered to me most and what helped me get through that hard time and it just kind of just flowed right into being the guide you know and, yeah you know showing sharing my experiences and you know what you can do just because you get knocked down you can still get back up and still continue life you know a little different little different lifestyle they got going on now because of the accident but you know it's still doable you know what i mean true right on man and you just you just mentioned some a tournament win so uh you know you you have gotten involved in tournaments which is awesome because i i love them too i just love the thrill of competition and yeah and, uh, you know and all that so when when was that win that was the Ho- hobie tournament yeah it was a uh, it was a hobie owners down in corpus uh yeah down uh mike morales with fin factory puts it on and I had fished it uh, twice before, and of course, just just for fun, just for you know, hang out with the buddies and give it a shot. And uh, and um, 
but this last tournament, uh, it was in an area that I had fished once or twice. And uh, I'd went out there a month before prior with my, my now fishing partner, Albert Guzman. And uh, we went out there and fished the area and didn't really find much. He actually broke his drive or broke his uh, the belt on his 360. Yeah. And luckily, he had a motor, so he was able to hook it back. And I, I stayed in that area, caught a couple of fish, nothing too exciting. Yeah. And uh, the day before the tournament, I went out. And, of course, I met up. Didn't meet up. I just saw other kayakers there. Uh, I think it was David Morset, Corey Ogle. And uh, we're all good friends. And we said, screw it. We'll just all kind of scout together. And, yeah. man, we booked it across from the, the boat launch all the way across the intercoastal, probably like a good four miles, four or five mm-hmm. miles. And uh, we said, screw it. We'll just start over there. We'll let the wind push us all the way back to the boat yeah. launch. And uh, so we fished that area. Nobody really caught much. And I drifted back to uh, – so the closest island to where the boat launch is at. And mm-hmm. uh, I came into this pocket and I hit one, I think it was like a 25. I was like, all right, cool. Let me move over a little bit further over, like another 40, 50 yards down. And boom, I hit a 28. And mm-hmm. I hit that 28. And I was like, all right, that's it. I can't fit. I can't burn this area. The tournament's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw him back, you know, and count my blessings. Yeah. Right. So, Next day, next morning, I think there was 60 or 70 of us, 70 of us mm-hmm. in that little marina, and uh, it was a shotgun launch. And yeah. me not oh, having man. a motor, yeah. me not having a motor, I was like, man, I got to book it. I got to book it. I got to beat everybody out there. And I don't think I've ever been that winded in my entire life on my oh, kayak. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it had that homie moving. Yeah, man. Moving power. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I was foot powered. And, I, and there was only – my partner beat me because he had a motor yeah. and uh, another really good uh, buddy of mine, Eric, he had a, he had his torpedo mm-hmm. and of course he smoked me out there. Yeah. Uh, but luckily I was able to pull up to the area that I had found him in and nobody else was there. No, I mean, there was people here and there and they Close were just kind of spread yeah. out, you know, yeah. and, and uh, man, it was the best fishing day I've had in my entire life. I don't think I'll ever have a, a flats redfish day any better than than that day i had, I had one of those this year too <laughs> man i had a i had a triple limit i had caught 15 redfish over 25 by mm-hmm. 7 45 8 o'clock and i was i was throwing back 26s 27s you yep. know but this, i think the second fish i caught was a 27 and three quarters and uh and i was just it was just like i had the hot hand it was there was no other way to explain it, but it was just the best day I had in my entire life so far. And um, by 10 o'clock, I had had the two fish. No, by 9 o'clock, I had the two fish that I wanted to turn in. and But we just kept hitting them, kept hitting them. Yeah. And me and uh, my partner now, Albert, we stayed in that area the entire day. Literally yeah. the entire day from, from the time that we started fishing to the time that we left which was like maybe 45 minutes before the weigh-in time. Yeah. We stayed there all day. And we came out first. I came out first. He came out second. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, there was one point, there was one fish that he caught. And I was like, this, this dude, and it's huge. Yeah. This dude's yeah. going to beat me and he's fishing right next to me. And I mean, I mean, either way, it was, it was, yeah. it was an incredible day, you know, having him next to me and, and being able to to call him my partner now, it was it was it was it was a good day. It was one that I'll I'll take to my grave. That if I ever do yeah. have kids, it'll be the day that I'll tell them that was my best fishing day ever. Yeah, yeah I was fortunate enough to come out with the win. Uh, 
I want a, a an outback and uh, some cash, and uh, it helped it helped fund the it helped jumpstart the guide service is what it really did. Right, that's awesome, you know? dude. Yeah, they and it was just one thing led to another, and it's it's I've been grateful to have the the success I'm having lately. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That that type of day you had, it just when you have those days, it's like man, you got to reflect on them. Oh, I, mean, I had that during the KFT tournament in uh, kayak fishing Texas group their tournament in June. I had the exact same thing happen. I went to catch trout earlier. I, mm. I got a decent keeper and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go launch to my redfish spot. I'm going to go find them. Okay. And I went straight out there and, you know, it was crazy by, you know, the first few casts, I think I had a 27 and a quarter right off the bat. Dang. And then I ended up catching the two 27, to max out the two redfish. No um, kidding. Because it was a slot limit. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, I probably caught, I think I had seven or eight more fish that were 27, 27 and a quarter. Wow. And then over 25, I had, I probably caught 30 redfish that morning. Yeah. And I was off the water, you know, 1245 or so, 1230, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was done fishing. It was just insane. I launched there about 830, my second spot. So uh -huh. nine, 845 to 1230, it was just on, man. Oh, and, it was a, and it was dead calm. It was supposed to be nasty weather that day. It ended up being uh -huh. really nice, and the wind mm -hmm. was light, and the bite. I thought the bite was going to be tough, but it was just, good gosh, they were just. It, it's crazy. It was just how one like of them the days, man. Oh, yeah. It was just insane. Yeah. I, I like I like that when that happens, man. It's just. Man, and they, it, those days are, well, let's put it this way. I've had, I can have more skunk trips than I can ever tell you about. So those skunk trips really humbled me when I had those that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it mm -hmm. makes those days taste so much sweeter. Put it that way. Yeah. Any plans coming up this year for tournament wise? You got some uh, big plans this year? We'll see what comes up on the schedule. Maybe it depends. I, I my my partner he's he's an avid tournament guy. He likes going out there and competing. And you know if he if he eggs me on, you know I'll join him on if it's a team tournament or something like that. Yeah. Or y'all just had a win for the uh, the cats event back in October, yeah. right? We yep. uh, it was him, man. It was he had the hot hand that day. We were yeah. able to split up and fish two different areas, and uh, I went to a confident area that I thought I was gonna you know just slay him, and mm -hmm. I caught. 22s 23s and and luckily he went to his confidence spot and he pulled out a fourth place fourth, fourth place win for us yeah we got fourth place and then big fish too right he got had the big fish he yeah. had a giant he had a pig i think yeah, it was like a, an eight nine or something yeah eight, almost nine a nine pounder man giant Huge. freaking slot red man yeah yeah man and uh it's good fishing with him man he's uh it's it's weird to say this but he's like my yin, yin and yang you know what i mean yep. like uh yeah. He has a different personality, completely different from mine, and uh, we kind of balance each other out. And it's it's fun fishing with him because yep. he can be this real high intense guy, and I can be real like the real low mellow guy. Yep. And just that's how focused. Mike is. It's a uh, Mike uh, Fiorenzi is to me. I'm oh, the yeah? one that's all like hop, freaking <laughs> hoppy and jumping crazy, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, a little yeah. more low key. And, yeah, yeah. And he fishes dirty water in different marsh areas up north. Yeah, and then I do that too, but I fish the flats down south. Yeah, um, and that's how this year went for us. It, you know, those first few tournaments, the you know were we fished some stuff, and you know he said, "Man, I haven't burned spoons in forever." I was like, "Yeah," I said, "It's just it's easy. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good." And yeah. uh, you know he he adapts well too to different conditions, which is yeah, great. Yeah. You know, being able to 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 deal with all that, especially uh -huh. weather and 
in different conditions that yeah. can have effect. But yeah, tournaments for me are just. I mean, I just love competition. It's pretty dangerous. And, and they're fun, man. They're, they're, they're exciting. And yeah, the weigh-ins, the meet everybody's hanging out, have a couple cold beers or drinks, and mm -hmm. there's some food involved normally. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's all good. So anything for the upcoming season, you're looking forward to anything in particular? I know Galveston Redfish Series is coming back. Um, oh, yeah. Hunter Welch has, has got that going, a team event. Oh, um, nice. I know Saltwater Angler Pro Redfish League is supposed to have single-man events. Okay. And hopefully Cats – and Matt and all them get something together, or maybe have more than maybe have more than a few trails. Maybe they'll have those are those three are or fun four this year. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, those are fun tournaments. You know, uh, it, it's good. It, those tournaments are good, man. They're able to to push yourself. You know, it, it forces you to learn. It forces you to adapt. Right. You know, of course, there's some big money on the line, so uh, it takes you out of your comfort zone. And and uh, those are always good places to be. You know, to learn a lot, even if you don't take a trophy home or take any checks yeah. home. You're definitely going to learn that, that either fishing or after the fact of fishing, you know, talking yeah. to everybody. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in a few, you know, uh, you know, I won, I, I won the one that I wanted to win, put it yeah. that way. I yeah. won, I, I, I took it home and, you know, I'm always for everyone else enjoying that too, you know, so. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's a great feeling to be standing and be around all your peers and, you know, friends that are there yeah. and, and it gets down and you hear the weights and you're like, okay, I'm heavier than that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear your name first place and you're just like, oh man, oh, man. the wave of emotion uh, is unexplainable. I mean, yeah. it, it's I pretty mean, damn cool feeling. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I was fishing against a lot of people that I look up to. I mean, a lot of people that I admire, you know, people that I take advice from and just to be able to stand, you know, and fish next to them and actually, you know, pull off a win. Yeah. You know, it puts all those cut trips, you know, in perspective, like, hey, you, you don't, you kind of know what you're doing. And then, you know, to have the congrats, you know, the yeah. time on the water, you know, it's finally paying off. And for sure, to be able to, to be that and experience that with, you know, friends and, you know, people that I consider family now. Yeah. You know, it makes everything come full circle, put it that way. Definitely does. And I can't, I can't um, relay enough information about that what you just said that time on the water if there's yeah. anything that's repetitive from any of my guests on this show that's big time right there mm -hmm. time on the water does pay off anybody yeah. can list can read a fishing report and read this and say oh well they we're catching them right here and this and that and then you go there tomorrow and you're like man i didn't catch a damn thing exactly you got to know to adapt to the conditions Oh man! And what to throw? What bait present? Mm -hmm. Tide, wind, salooner times, all that good stuff. All comes into play, and time on the water definitely helps figure and all the, that out. And the ability to have an open mind and yep. to to want to continue to learn, also, you know, not being so like tunnel vision. You got to be yep. able to to see the whole picture, not just that everything. Like you can't <laughs> just have this. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna catch this fish. Yep. You gotta be able to like to to go find them, you know, because yep. fish have tails, man. They're gonna move, yeah, and they move they're gonna around go too wherever they want. Damn, Skippy, right <laughs> on, man. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on, um, sharing your story too, and yeah. uh, all the info out there. Everybody listening, um, y'all make sure to give Mike a follow on Instagram. Uh, scrolling across the bottom right there, and if you're you're uh, watching, you can see it. If you're listening, yeah, um, third degree fishing is third. 3rd underscore fishing underscore. I mean, 
third three rd underscore degree <laughs> underscore fishing yeah um, same on thing instagram, instagram yeah third degree YouTube. fishing he's on facebook he's on youtube check yeah. his channel out um if you're in the san antonio area or nearby and want to go catch some freshwater reds give him a holler um and uh see you on the water hopefully pretty dang soon yeah, um, get ready for a, a pal and finn chasing the tide uh online uh cpr trout tournament coming up uh early part of next year maybe or maybe february or march mm-hmm. um we'll do a little uh kayak winter trout showdown uh nice. try to get some of the guys from you know mississippi florida and all that to join in we had a pretty good turnout last year um so hopefully uh We'll get that ball rolling, get some prizes and stuff in. And uh, from our show supporters, uh, we have uh, Trujillo Doran Co. and Waterloo are, are big supporters of the show. Um, we appreciate the support from uh, you guys out there, too. Uh, the listeners, without y'all, we could not make this possible. Um, we thank uh, each and every one of you for tuning in and checking this uh, segment out. And with that, we're going to wrap it up, and we'll catch y'all next time on Chasing the Tide. Yes, sir.